the Holy Spirit uh, just directed me to prophesy to you today, even though it will sound like preaching, but I actually am de going to declare some things. I was praying recently about this church, of course, yeah, our church in Baton Rouge and our church in Hammond are still, we're all the same. I, my grandchildren were in the car with me and they said, I would say, man, our church is going to do so good. And now he said, what are you talking about? Our church in Hammond or their church in Baton Rouge? I don't understand. Diane said, she doesn't understand. I said, oh, well, honey, I, we live in Baton Rouge and you live in Hammond. We're two houses, but we're the same family. So every house has a little business they have to take care of, but doesn't make us a different family just because we have two different houses, right? We're still the same family. I didn't run off with somebody. Come on, somebody. I, I, we're, I'm still here. And uh, so it's beautiful, and, and that's exactly how I feel. And, and uh, of course, you know, uh, many of us that have been, um, have walked this uh, walk the last uh, 30 years and some less, uh, we walked through all kinds of things. And, uh, but one of the great things about, um, I don't know, um, 10 years ago, uh, well, maybe 19, 2005, just before Katrina, we built the new, the new building next door. And of course, when you always, we, you know, Evan and I and Mike, we're always talking about what do we do with the building, you know, because it's so beautiful and, and uh, we don't want to just sit there just being used for this or that because it's a super valuable, it's a landmark and it's a landmark in our history. And so we've been asking, you know, I've, I've gone to the mayor, so we want to use it for the uh, community possibly and, you know, use it for our church on Sunday mornings sometimes and for big events and that sort of thing. So, you know, I've been very practical about it because, you know, everything you do for God, God has a purpose for it and it's good and it was a lot of work and beauty to, to, to finish that thing. And uh, I was asking the Lord about that. And the Lord began to encourage my heart. He said, no, the church in Hammond is going to need that church. It's going to need that building. I was like, really? Really? And, I, of course, it always shocks me, you know, when, when God has a whole different view than you had because, you know, these are my children. Of course, I'm very proud of Evan and Leah and the team, and uh, they really deserve a great uh, appreciation, a hand of appreciation for Evan and Leah and the work that they've done. God bless them. If you only knew, if you only knew, and when Lee was singing up here today, I thought, my goodness, I'm like paralyzed. When she started singing, I was like, well, everything stopped. It was like Nora Jones got on fire for God. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Some of you are like. But uh, I was like, you know, how, you know, if you've been through what we walked through, you know, we started uh, 30 years ago, uh, I was, really, I looked much the same. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I saw a video the other day. I said, man, that guy, I like to go to his church, but I'm the beat up version. <laughs> Not really. I'm feeling pretty happy. I'm feeling, actually, I'm feeling recharged and rebirthed and all of that. I feel great. Uh, I feel healthy and I feel strong. But uh, I, I was thinking about how um, in the Old Testament, uh, Abraham would build, would dig wells. Abraham dug some wells. It's a lot of work to dig a well in the old. They didn't have machines. They had to dig a well. It was a huge effort. So when someone dug a well, a community, a culture would grow around that well. And uh, one of the things the enemies would like to do is they like to come in and stop up wells because it would just be a, a, a huge disappointment and it would be a, a big violation of the culture because without water you can't really have a culture in those days. So these wells were super important and so when you got one dug it was very expensive, very valuable and something you had to really guard. 
so we find later uh, Jacob and others, they go back and they, they don't dig new wells, they go uncover wells. And then we have to think of it, we think wells are down, but in the spiritual world, wells are up, where God pours out his spirit and where there's an open heaven. When, when someone has dug a hole through the heavens and God just shows up and surprises everybody and an entire culture is built around that well. And then the enemy sometimes comes up and tries to block up the well. And it's super discouraging and it's super difficult. But you have to remember that it doesn't take as long to unstop a well than it does to dig a well. Are you with me? The labor and the expense and the effort it takes to dig a well, it's a lot less to unstop a well. So when I thought about Hammond, you guys are not don't have to do the work of digging a well. Some people did that for you. That's why we had a 24-hour house of prayer all those years. They were praying. They were digging. They were digging. They were digging. And they dig, dug a well of revival. Now all you have to do is unstop it. And it's going to pour out. And it's going to be like Lee was talking about a revival. <laughs> It's not personalities. It's not, it's not uh, you know, individuals. It's the well. And I was so happy, you know, we didn't know how it all worked out. But we were in the Renaissance in Baton Rouge, and I was, the Lord was showing me about this whole thing about unstopping wells. And I realized we had decided to have our, our meeting there. Then a pastor, Randy, from New Orleans, Pastor Randy Salupo, I was there last week, and he said, listen, uh, uh, I want you to not only open up in the, Renaissance, I want you to stay there. So our church is going to pay for the first month for you to be in the Renaissance Hotel. Now that, that was a huge blessing. And I thought, well, you know, that's great because I don't want to just start and leave. So, but then, you know, we're going to have to pay some bills down the road. <laughs> that we're, not, we're meeting for free right now in an office building. A wonderful man gave us a place. But uh, when I thought about that, I thought about the wells in Baton Rouge. And I thought, where was that well? Oh, Jim, it's actually we're on the property, Jimmy Swagger's property. And you can, you know, may have a little attitude about Jimmy Swagger, but you know, in his day, that was it. That guy shook the planet from Louisiana, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, the whole planet, Asia, all through the the the, the, uh, the South South America. I mean, everybody. Jimmy Swagger, with the Holy Spirit, was not just a revival in Baton Rouge. He was a revival in the world, and it was a well that sprung up right there. And I didn't even plan it, but I thought, wait a second. I'm leaving a well behind, but I'm actually going to open up a well somewhere else. We're going to open a well in the, in the heavens in Baton Rouge. We're not going to have to dig a well there. That would take 20 years. But somebody else dug a well. Somebody else was praying. Somebody else was witnessing. Somebody else was laying down their life. And so all we have to do is go open up a well. So, man, you guys need to come next Sunday, this Sunday if you want to, and next Sunday at, at the Renaissance. You know what the word Renaissance means? It means the rebirth of a culture. How weird. Cultures are birthed around wells. And the Renaissance is the rebirth of a culture. And I believe we are going to Baton Rouge to see a great revival, not just to start a church. I was born for war. Tell somebody I was born for war. Now, some people, they like to avoid conflict. That's just not my thing. I don't know if I came to the kingdom uh, to hang out and have a good life. I think I came to the kingdom for war. 
to war against the kingdom of darkness, to raise up the army that can tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. I was, the Bible says, for this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the work of the enemy. Jesus came to seek and to destroy the enemy, and he came to seek and to save the lost. That's why there's a church. Not a nice place for you and your family to go. It's a place where the kingdom of darkness uh, is crushed. It's where God raises up warriors to do war against darkness and to bring the power of Jesus and his light. I'm so happy to be a part of it. I'm so happy for all the partners in Baton Rouge that have um, gone before me. Uh, wonderful, powerful churches, Bethany and Healing Place and Jimmy Swagger's ministry. This is a, these are international ministries that shook the planet because there's a well in Baton Rouge. It's, it's a little stopped up right now, but that well is about to open up again and all the world's going to say Baton Rouge is alive and well. Louisiana is alive and well. <laughs> and, and I'm just so happy that we don't have to worry about being distracted by football this year. Come on, somebody, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I mean, after last night, we were like, you know what? Football's not that important. Jesus, after last week and last night, we were like, you know what? I'm free just to serve God. I'm not distracted by the Saints or LSU now. I'm wearing my Jesus T-shirt. <laughs> so if you have your Bible, look at Matthew. I want to prophesy some more to you. Uh, Matthew, but, but you are going to be in that building. You are going to be in that building. You are going to be in that building. You, not me, you are going to be in that building. You're going to be surprised at what God does through your life. You're going to be shocked at what God does through your life. I want to declare to you the revolution is not coming. The revolution is here. The revolution is here. It's here. Now. It's already started. And that's a sound, the sound that Leah was making. That's the sound that didn't come from the earth. That comes from heaven. It's not a voice. It's God's voice. And it's God declaring that those walls, that's how God likes to do it. He likes to just, revival means come back to life. Jesus just could have come and had a great life, but he chose to say, let him kill me and then let me come back to life. That's going to be resurrection power. How many of you happy about resurrection power today? I know I am, man. Matthew 3, this is the launch of the ministry of Jesus. Matthew 3, verse 10. This is John the Baptist speaking. He's prophesying. He's declaring the revolution is here. And he says, and now the axe is laid unto the roots of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hands, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner or the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for the people that you made sure were here today so that they could receive what it is that you're promising them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. This is a prophetic message, and a lot of times when you read it in the beginning of Matthew, you're like, I want to get to the story, so this is kind of strange, so I'm going to move on. 
But every single thing he's saying becomes important to you because God has a way of bringing revolutions. God has a way. Thank God for, for, for him and for his presence because America would not be America without the hand of God occasionally coming in and straightening things out. You know how it is in your life. Thank God occasionally God comes in and just straightens you back out. Come on, somebody. Am I right? Thank God that he doesn't leave you to yourself. But at some point, God intervenes and says, I'm going to straighten this mess out, and we're going to have a revolution. And it was going down, but it's going to start going up now. It's the end of the past, and it's the beginning of the new. In fact, September right now is the beginning of the Jewish calendar. In fact, it's the Jewish New Year coming up right now. So it is in our calendar, we start in January. They start in September. This is their first month. In God's calendar, this is the end of the old and the beginning of the new. That's when we started the church on Rosh Hashanah. And we're starting the other church on Rosh Hashanah. We didn't plan it, but God planned it that way. That's a fact. God made us look like, man, these guys are awesome. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) God knows how to separate the real from the fake. And so when John the Baptist knows that there's going to be a revolution, it has to begin in us. It has to begin in God's people. God doesn't go to the bar and find some people to do a revolution. Not, that's not how he starts. He starts with the remnant of those that belong to him. And he said, now in your life, I'm going to have to separate what's fake from what's real. And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Because there's the real you and then there's the fake you. There's the you that you want to be, and then there's the you that's just not fruitful. There's the you that creates frustration, and then there's the you that you're so happy about what God's doing. You know what I'm talking about. And and, and most of the time, we are ourselves praying to try to get rid of the fake sides. And say, you know what, I don't want to be the negative, depressed, sad, you know, worried feeling, I don't like that me, I like the me that's in victory. And a lot of times we're just being a disciple and doing what we have to do, but there's times when God comes and says, okay, I'm handling this. And I want to declare to you that it might sound like bad news when God says, I'm laying the axe to the root of every unfruitful tree. You might think, man, I'm freaking out. No, God is saying, I'm going to lay the axe to those things that have been tripping you up, those things that have been knocking you down. Those things are about to die. As a matter of fact, they're already dead, but they don't know it yet. I laid the axe to the root. Are you with me? Are you with me? The Holy Spirit declares the old is dead but doesn't know it. In your life, let me declare, the old things are dead in your life. They don't even know it yet. They might still try to raise up their little ugly head, but they've had an ax laid to the root. That addiction, that, that overweight situation, that marriage problem, that problem in your finances that's been bugging you and tripping you up, that problem with your thoughts, that problem with depression. God said, I've already laid the ax to the root. That thing's dead and doesn't even know it yet. But it's not coming back to life. It's moving away from your life. It's being removed from your life. God's doing it. Fire is coming like nothing you've ever seen. To quote Donald Trump, fire is coming. Get prepared is what John the Baptist said. Those who are prepared are going to enjoy this revolution. Now, you know, when an axe is laid to the root of a tree, it lives for a little while. I don't know if you've done it. It looks exactly the same. 
if you violate the roots of a tree and you just hack them with an axe, um, it, you look and they, everything looks the same. It looks like nothing's changed. But there's something changed in the secret world. Something's changed behind the scenes, and it's dying. It's been cut off from its source of nourishment. Those negative things in your life that have been eating away at you and taking your confidence and stealing your joy. Listen, God has come and laid the ax to the root. Come on, can there, anybody here can just receive it and say, that thing in my life is dying. Come on. See, God is the one who does the preparing in your life. There are three visuals I want to give you really quick before we go. Three visuals of God's work of preparation for revolution. I like these because they're pictures you can put in your mind and you can remember. This is the work God is doing. God's making you ready for revolution. Now, when I say revolution, I mean this. In the days of John the Baptist, the Jewish religious world were in power. And everything was about to change. Jesus was coming on the scene. They were done. They just didn't know it. Jesus was on the scene. The, the axe was already laid to the root. The Jewish rule, of spiritual rule, was over. But they didn't know it yet. So John the Baptist is preaching, and a bunch of Sadducees and Pharisees are coming and repenting and getting baptized. And John said, hey, who invited you? Who told you to escape the judgment of God? Man, what a thing for a preacher to say. He said, you brood of vipers, who invited you? And then he said, bring forth fruits worthy of your repentance. He said, the only way out of this one, he said, because the ax is already laid to the root of every unfruitful tree. Now look, what he is saying is, listen, you want to be, God's no longer on your team. You better get on God's team. Your team's over. You better jump on God's team now because everything's about to change. Tell someone next year everything's about to change in your life. Everything's about the change in your church. Everything's about the change in your marriage. Everything's about the change in the United States. Everything's about the change in the way you think, the way you see things. Everything's about the change. Get ready, get ready, get ready. The axe is laid to the root of every unfruitful tree. Trees, what are they? Trees are a type here of the righteous life. Remember it says... In the Psalms, like a tree planted by the waters, the righteous man, like a tree planted by the waters that will bring forth his fruit in his season, right? And they, everything he does prospers and his leave will not fail. In other words, he's in the blessing of God. This is talking about the righteous. And John the Baptist is preparing the way, saying the tree is laid to every root. I mean, excuse me, the ax is laid to every, the root of every tree. He's speaking of the change in the life of the righteous. Now, it's an, it's a, it's, it's an imaginary axe, but it's real. It's causing those unfruitful things to die. He said, I'm going to lay the axe to the root of every tree. That means your tree. But only thing that's going to be left is what's fruitful. He's not going to kill the tree, but whatever's unfruitful is going to be thrown in the fire. But everything that you've always wanted to do for God, everything that you've always dreamed that you could be for God, God's going to leave that. God is about to do a work in you, in your life, and in your church. It's a miraculous axe. It doesn't harm the fruitful. It only harms what is unfruitful. It cuts off the problem at the source. 
Some of you said, I just got to quit doing this. I just got to quit. You, you keep cutting off the fruit. God wants to get to the root. The root of depression, the root of fear, the root of sickness, the root of addiction. God wants to get to the root of it, and only the Holy Spirit can go that deep. You can go to a doctor, and they can try to give you some pills and talk nice to you. you got about 10 minutes of feeling good, and then a day later you feel exactly like you felt before. Come on, somebody. But God's about to lay the ax to that thing, that bitterness that's in your marriage, that unfaithfulness that was in your marriage that you couldn't let go of. God is about to lay the ax to the root of that thing, and it's going to be like those things never happened, and God's life is going to flow into you again. Come on, say, say God, lay the ax to the root of every unfruitful tree. He cuts off what's energizing those unfruitful things. God's about to get rid of those areas in your life. They may not die right away, but the axe has been laid. It's over. Come on, tell somebody, it's over. I mean, it's over. The sadness, the fear, the depression, the feeling like getting up, the feeling like quitting, the sickness, it's over. You're about to step into the revolution. Anybody ready for the revolution? Change is not executed by you. Change is executed by God. Let me say it again. In this case, most of your life, you're executing change and asking God to do stuff. But when a revolution's coming, change is executed by God. It's my axe that's laid to the root. I'm coming to help you. I'm going to come deal with this thing that hasn't been dealt with. The axe. The axe. Number two, the fire. The fire. He said, there's one coming after me. I'm not even worthy to undo his shoes and wash his feet. He, I'm baptizing you with water, but he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Say it with me. Say fire. You know, when you hear that, you're like, woohoo. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you want, but you're not sure you want it. Like, fire sounds out of control. Everybody wants to control the fire, but when God starts talking about an uncontrolled, consuming fire, see, God's going to, he knows how to separate the fake from the real. He's about to separate the religious from the passionate. You know when you're not doing right and somebody's coming around praising God, you get mad like, I wish they'd quit praising God. And you're like, why am I talking like that? Because you ain't right with God. You don't like those people because they got fire and you don't and they're making you look bad. But when Jesus comes, he's the baptizer in passion. He's the baptizer in holy passion. You're not doing the least you can get by with. You're finding how close can I get? How much can I do? How far can I go? Because you've been ignited with holy passion. The Bible says he makes his ministers flames of fire. Somebody just whisper it, even if you don't really feel it, just say, I want the fire. He said, I'm, I'm bringing the Holy Ghost. But it's not just that gentle Holy Ghost. I'm bringing that fire Holy Ghost. And you're like, well, I don't know about that. Oh, no. I understand how you feel. Because every time you hear the Holy Ghost is coming, some of you are like, I was just getting used to running my own life. I just had it smooth. And now the Holy Spirit is going to come and just make me like a fanatic. What? I'm just, I want smooth. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, no, it ain't smooth. No, smooth ain't going to happen. You're about to catch fire. Now, I know how it feels. 
You ever had that feeling where you ate something you shouldn't eat, like greasy chili? And you saw that grease on the top of that chili, and you knew you shouldn't eat it because you, you've been trying to do right. And then you just ate the whole thing. It was just licking the bottom of it. And, and then, then on the way home, you're like, something went. And you're like. And you start talking to yourself like, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. You'll, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. So then like at 2 in the morning, at two in the morning you, you start getting that feeling like you need to burp, but it feels a little worse than a burp. But you're in denial now. Like, ah, no, no, no. I can handle it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just like, breathe it off. We'd be all right, be right, be all right, be right. And then you get up and walk around like just two good burps. And you, you get the, it's, I know it's not cool, but, you know, you get those two good burps out. You're like, I think that was it. But then there was that kind of the acidy taste, like that was not an ordinary burp. That's a dangerous burp. <laughs> and then you still talk to yourself like, I'll still be all right. I think I'm feeling better. And then someone's like, no, you ain't feeling better. Yes, I am. You have this argument, no, I'm feeling better, seriously. And then you, then you, then you what, do whatever you can to give yourself therapy, and then it hits you. Oh, you're going to throw up. And then you're like, no, 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 I come against that in Jesus' name. I bind that in Jesus' name. I just am not going to throw up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Your days of control are over. You're about to have a season of throwing up. And you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But part of you saying is like, Bro, you need it. You just need to get that out. And then part of you say, no, 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 I don't want to lose control. It's not, it's going to be all be heaving and everything. I don't like that. I want normal. I want normal. God, just heal me right now in Jesus' name. God say, no, healing is not coming. Throwing up's coming. Ah! And so, you know, you're working for about an hour, and then finally you can feel it coming. It's like labor. Come on, somebody. It's kind of like labor without the labor pains. But you know, it starts, it's, you, get, you feel worse and worse and you're breathing and you're trying to burp and you're turning and you're like, and then suddenly you realize, I'm out of control. And you put your feet on the floor and you start heading toward the toilet. And like a fourth step, like, ah, it's coming now. It's everything that goes into slow motion. And before you know it, like, you're in the middle of this, like, ridiculous, out of control. But at some point, you're like, I knew this had to happen. And you're throwing up, you're throwing up. And, you know, and then when it's over with, you think, thank God, I am better. I think of that when I think of the Holy Spirit's fire. We only like it when we're in it because it makes us better. But most of the time we're trying to avoid it because we like being in control. And when we feel the Holy Spirit's about to move, part of us is saying, I want to stay in control. I don't want to. It's going to be a ride. When the Holy Spirit comes, it's going to be a ride. You're going to be glad you took it. So I'm just preparing you ahead of time. Something good. You're about to get out of control. That, that's been, you've been making all the calls. You're about to make none of the calls for a while. There's something coming up on you that will be bigger than your ability to control it. And it will begin to revolutionize your life. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water springing up to everlasting life. Woo! And you know you were glad you threw up. When you threw up, you know you were glad like... I did that. That was awesome. Everybody's got to do it. Then you start telling her, you got to do it too. And let me give you the last one because it's almost 12 and you know the saints are going to be awesome today. <laughs> Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. God, tell someone next to you, God's about to turn the fire up. 
See, get ready because the old religious form, going through the motions, that's over. The old you and being in control, reading what you want, doing what you want, feeling what you want, saying what you want. Listen, over, over, the revolution is coming. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You can't control God. God's about to control you. You just say, bring it. See, for all those who made themselves ready, they're like, bring it. I'm ready. I've been ready to get out of control for a long time. Come on. I notice there's no anxiety here about the saints today. They're like, hey, preach on, bro. <laughs> well, some people are. I feel it now. <laughs> the last thing is the wind. When I read this, when I read that, yeah, go ahead and play. Todd, that hair, love it, man. I mean, it's just like you're a different person. It's like almost like a hair piece or something, but it's beautiful. <laughs> It freaks me out sometimes, but, but, you know, then I realize, no, it's good for him, man. Why well, you got it, flown it. <laughs> you know, God is good and he's here. And I, you know, you guys all stood up. That was so sweet. But listen, I, I only did my life what God told me to do. I had no choice. Just like you. When you give your life to Jesus, you give your life away. And everything. Uh, it might not be easy, but it's worth the journey. And I, when I read this last thing, he said that he will uh, purge, I mean, his, his cleansing floor or his, this, uh, there was a, a round rock that they would use. And when I looked at what it meant to be threshed, it's where we get the word thrash from. It's what happened to LSU last night. That's what you call a thrashing. And when he calls his threshing floor, it means the threshing floor. Some of you have been in the threshing floor. You know what threshing means? It means they get the snot beat out of you. I mean, if you ever see somebody threshing wheat, it's like, pam, 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 because they're dislodging the kernels of wheat from the, the thing they've been growing on. And it's like a constant beating. I don't know about you. I've had a few years of threshing in my life. And you're wondering, there must be a reason for this beating because, but it was actually part of God's thing when he's preparing you. He's got to separate that that's connected to you from you. And it's a beating. Life begins to give you a whooping. I mean, a whooping that you didn't even do anything wrong, but you're still getting a whooping. And it's the threshing floor. It's where you're catching a threshing. And and it just, if you look it up, look at the video. And then they're just bam, ba-bam, bam, bam. And the people are smiling as they're beating you. Like, hey, this is awesome. Ba-bam, bam. Because they know they're about to get some wheat. But all the wheat knows is it's catching a whipping. You might have gone through a whipping in your finances, a whipping in your life. But those things, they had to come because this is what it looks like to be prepared for the revolution. Where there's a threshing, and he's cleansing, he's threshing. What it, what it means is that God's got to cause a deep separation. He's got to get the chaff from the actual wheat. He's got to get the worthless from the precious. And up to that time, they were always one and the same. They were connected by the worthless and the precious were connected so vitally together that they were inseparable. But the beating will find out what's real. When you catch a whooping, y'all ain't excited about this. 
But when you can't, when life hands you a whipping, when life hands you what you didn't expect, it's not that God doesn't love you. It God is bringing a separation. He's causing the precious to be separated from the worthless in your life. And there was two parts of the process. There was the threshing, and then he had this, there was a pitchfork. They called it a winnowing fork. And they would take that after the beating commenced, then they would take it and they would throw it up in the air. The Bible says Jesus got his fork in his hand. So we don't know what it means until you live in that world. It means I'm about to throw you up in the air. It's God's upheaval. I don't know you, but I've been through it. And it's as if whatever, they would throw that stuff up in the air and the husk from the wheat was so light and so surfacy that the, a light wind would just blow it away and the real treasure would fall to the ground. And the Bible says he's going to take the treasure and he's going to bring it into his treasury and protect it. But for the rest of it, he's going to blow it away. This is what God, you, some of you have been wondering, what is God doing in my life? Thank you, Lord, you're about to kill me. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. But God has been making you ready for the revolution. If you've been through the threshing floor, it was not a threshing without a purpose. It was God separating the fake you from the real you, the called you from the controlled you. He's separating and he's taking this. I wanted to give you this promise because the Holy Spirit put it on my heart before I came up here. He wanted you to know, I'm about to bring you into my barn. I'm about to bring you close to me into protection. I'm about to treat you like the precious thing you really are. This, you're coming out of a season and you're coming into a new season. And let me declare it one more time. The revolution is here. It's already started. It's nothing and will never be like that again. From this day on, everything's about to change. Come on, stand up with me. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Come on, just lift your hands. Maybe there's some things you didn't understand. Now you know. Everything that you've passed through was for this moment in history. This is your time. God is not on center stage. Jesus is not on center stage on planet earth right now. You are. You are. This is not God's moment of challenge. This is not God's moment of triumph. It's your moment of triumph. God is about to triumph through you. All heaven is watching Louisiana. There may be a lot of other places heaven is watching, but I can tell you all heaven, the eyes of heaven are on Louisiana. Looking, God is looking for a few good men that have been separated, that have experienced the acts that have experienced the fire, that have experienced the threshing floor and the winnowing. Listen, just lift your hands because the process begins now. The process begins now.
The process begins now. Come on, just lift your hands. Some of you are wondering, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, yes, you can. You're thinking about what you've been through. You're not thinking about what you were made for. You're not thinking about what you've been formed for. You're thinking about what you've been through. Forget about what you went through. Think about what you're going to. You're about to go into something that God's been preparing you your whole life for. God is about to open heavens. Even now, the heavens are opening. And of all the people in the earth, he chose you. He's pouring out revival like Leah was singing. He's pouring out revival. So I'm sending you a message. Don't think it's strange. Invite it. Bring the fire, Lord. Bring the fire. I want the fire. I want the fire. Bring the Holy Spirit and fire. I want to be out of control. Lord, let just toss it up in the air. Lord, let there be a Holy Spirit upheaval. Let, Lord, let the righteous shine like the sun. Remove compromise in Jesus' name. Remove unfruitfulness in Jesus' name. Let the things that held your church be removed. Holy Spirit. Come on, just lift your hand. Say it with me. Say, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Looking forward to. <laughs> I invite you. I am yours. I was born for the revolution. I was born for the revolution. 